Welcome to The Edge, a Skillsoft podcast for learners and leaders alike. In every episode, we engage in candid, thought-provoking conversations on the topic of learning and growth in the workplace. Today, we're going to talk about resiliency and finding strength in not just what you learn, but what you learn from others. And we're going to do this through the eyes of interns. And these interns represent the first generations of college students who are preparing to enter the pandemic era workforce. Now, I'm sure you know this, but I'll I'll go ahead and remind us. An internship is a professional learning experience that offers an opportunity for students to get hands-on experience in their preferred field of study. Um, They explore, they learn new skills, they meet and work with experts in their field, and they identify potential career paths for the future and maybe even get a job upon graduation. Now, for those of us who've had internships, and I have, we know when you step outside of that lecture hall and into the realm of on-the-job experience, you are unlocking an entirely new dimension of learning. You are learning on the job. And the internship, or perhaps co-op for some of you, is for many times the first time you are in a classic or perhaps not so classic now office setting. The first time you're interacting with coworkers who viewed you as not just a college student, but a coworker too. And in the right organization, those coworkers would take an interest in your success and they are generously sharing their time, offering opportunities to be involved in interesting projects and maybe just maybe imparting upon us a few memorable nuggets of advice that we, that you will carry with you into your future careers. But as with just about everything, this year has been so vastly different for today's college interns. The people, the relationships, the experiences are still part of the narrative, no doubt. But that story is taking place virtually, through a screen, just like we're doing today. And in the backdrop, we have a challenging economy And we know that some internships have fallen through. Nearly a quarter of employers took back internship offers in light of the pandemic, according to a recent report by the National Association of Colleges and Employers. And if you do land an internship, the job market presents twists, turns, obstacles, and certainly no promises. So what do you do? This is where resiliency comes into the picture. Today's interns, you can make it. I want to let you know you can. But you still need that coworker, that boss, that mentor who's willing to share their time and knowledge. So, as I mentioned earlier, our future leaders and the ones we have on today's podcast will find strength in what they learn from others. So, today, I am so excited to have with me on the Edge podcast a shining example of said future leaders. They are our own interns on the Skillsoft marketing team, a talented, brilliant group who are here to talk to us about learning, growth, and yes, resilience in unprecedented times. So joining me today on the edge are my co-hosts, Bethelli Jean-Louis, one of our communications interns here at Skillsoft, and our guests, Amanda Pepe-Vasilio, who is part of our digital marketing team, Gianna Wilson and Samantha Searles, who both work in corporate communications. So Beth, Amanda, Gianna, and Samantha, thank you so much for joining me on The Edge today. It's a pleasure to have you. So I want to start by having each of you share just a little bit about yourselves and your background. Um, I think maybe if you shared a little bit about where you attend school, um, 
why, maybe Skillsoft, and then a little bit about your role, it would help our listeners quite a bit understand what it was that attracted you and and maybe what's keeping you here. So let's start with Beth. Beth, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on the podcast today. Um, I am a senior communication studies major at Emerson College with minors in public relations and marketing communications. I uh, started at Skillsoft um, in April. And what really drew me to Skillsoft was that it was a learning company. I'm really interested in education. I actually work as a diversity outreach intern for the admissions office at Emerson College. So working in this environment has been really great for me. I've learned so, so much on the job and using resources that Skillsoft has. Um, And things that I do as a communications intern at Skillsoft, I collaborate with others to produce The Edge. Um, I upload materials on the website and I've helped drafted press releases, all great experiences. That's wonderful. And so you've been able to engage in, in not just sort of the research or the behind the scenes, but really being at the fore of some of the communications projects that we have going on. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's wonderful. Amanda, I want to turn to you because you're in a very different department within marketing. And I think it'd be helpful for people to know kind of, you know, where you go to school, but more importantly, what you're doing for Skillsoft. Yeah, definitely. Well, first, I wanted to say thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I've been one of the people that have listened like almost every single week. So to be on it now is really, really exciting. But um, I started at Skillsoft in May and I'm a senior uh, communications major with a double minor in entrepreneurship and business with focus in marketing at uh, Stonehill College. Um, I'm from Westwood, Massachusetts. And kind of what drew me to Skillsoft at first was I love the like meaning behind the organization. It's not just like an online learning company, like they really are driven with everything to help people like unleash their potential and like try to figure out what learning mechanisms are best for them and really just do great. Um, So basically my role kind of as a digital marketing intern is help with contribute to the promotion of the different virtual events that have been occurring since um, my time here. And I helped format the posts on the website for the blog page. I was able to be myself and the other interns all were able to launch uh, our intern blog page called Achieving Our Greatness, which was really fun to do this summer. Uh, I helped implement a chatbot known as Skills on the site, which is uh, from Drift. I have been helping a lot with um, the technology and development aspect of the company as well with that market. Um And yeah, that's just like a few things that I've done, but it's been great so far. It's wonderful to hear. And, you know, what's really interesting and what I think is exciting is, you know, you are getting to work with some of the technologies that are even newer for marketing, right? So to be able to work with an AI conversational tool like skills um, is is really tremendous. And I think those are some great, um, do I say skills again? Uh, some great tools that you'll be able to take with you going forward. Um, Gianna, you're, you are our OG. You have been here the longest, yes? So why don't you tell people a little bit about what you're doing? Yes. Um, so thank you again, Michelle, for having us. Um, this is such an exciting opportunity. Um, so yes, yeah, so I um, started at Skillsoft in March, kind of right at the start of this wild pandemic ride that we're on. Um so that was interesting for sure. Um, 
but I am a senior at Simmons University in Boston. I'm graduating in May, and I am double majoring in PR, marketing, communications, and English literature. Um, so at Skillsoft, I am a corporate communications intern, so I work on a ton of different projects. Um, and since March, I can't even count how many things I've worked on, which is pretty awesome to say. Um, so some of the stuff that I do most often includes um, analyst relations, um, submitting award applications, writing press releases and blog posts. Um, and one of my more exciting uh, things that I take on is I run the internal employee advocacy platform. So that's pretty exciting for me. Um, and then the other huge thing that I did was taking on the scrum master role for one of our uh, diamond teams. So a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, so I just I want to just stop there for one moment because I don't think people understand necessarily what that means to be a scrum master because Gianna has has had to become steeped, fully steeped in agile methodologies and in marketing. And I mean, talk about being way outside your comfort zone as a communications professional. But I think you would all agree that one of the things that we encourage here is that ability to step outside your comfort zone to try something new, especially where we have a gap. We are a small, a smaller organization. And so the opportunity to gain new and exciting skills, particularly in areas that are so in need right now, I think will help tremendously. So Gianna, I want to thank you first and foremost for saying, sure, I'll give it a go, but then also actually doing a tremendous job as a scrum master. So congratulations there. Now, Samantha, you joined us most recently. And so I would love um, for you to give people a little bit of your background, where you're going to school, because I think I think what you're doing is a little bit different than some of the other um, folks we have here. And I, and I think just, you know, what really intrigued you about maybe this opportunity? Sure. Um, well, again, thanks so much for having us. Um, so yeah, I'm Sam Searles. Um, I am a senior graduating in May from Suffolk University in Boston. I am a journalism major with a broadcast concentration. Um, but previously, I did my first two years, my freshman and sophomore year at UNH at Manchester, and I was a communications arts major. So I have a little bit of, of marketing communication knowledge, uh, but I am uh, different, as you mentioned. Um, but uh, one of the things that I really liked about Skillsoft was that um, I was still, you know, finding different places to, to fit. I think uh, what you mentioned before, Michelle, with um, just there being like a bunch of different needs um, has been super evident to me. And so there's always something to do. It's it's sometimes very different from what I'm used to, but that's okay because I feel like it's a very safe learning environment. Um, so I've just been really grateful to, uh, you know, have really good teammates and interns I can talk to and be like, I'm not a marketing person. I don't <laughs> understand what this is. Please explain it to me like I'm five, but not patronizing though. Um, so yeah, that's been really, really good. You know, I love something that you just said, and I want everybody to understand and recognize this. It is important to provide a safe learning environment, particularly for those who, are new to the workforce or to a particular role. And so, um, Sam, I'm so glad that's what you're getting and that's what you feel um, because that's so critical. That first experience is going to shape how you go forward. It's going to shape the rest of your professional career. I mean, I remember my very first job 
And, you know, everything you do now, you'll take with you. So I'm so glad to hear that. Um, and I encourage all who are listening, remember that that first experience and the ability to provide that safe learning environment is absolutely critical. Um, I want to move on and I and we're going to mix things up a little bit um, because I am really curious to hear about your experiences as interns, but during a pandemic, I can only imagine, right? We all, we all, trust me, we all had to adapt very quickly. But gosh, what must have been going through your minds? Your semester transitions online, college campuses are evacuated, plans get canceled. And then, of course, your Skillsoft internship begins and you never even make it into an office. So how did that story play out for you and how did you adapt? And let's start with Amanda this time. Yeah, so I will never forget. It was during my spring break, so middle of March, we all of a sudden started seeing the cases rising rapidly with COVID. And I actually had an uh, interview in the Boston office with the director of the digital marketing team. So I remember taking the train in And I was so nervous because I obviously had my interview. And then I was nervous that I had my hand sanitizer ready because we didn't know the like severity really of like COVID yet. So I did make it into the Boston office, but it was at the start where we didn't shake hands. We just did like an elbow touch to try to obviously keep distance and like keep a safe uh, space. And then almost immediately, like I think at the end of that week was when... I got the email from my college campus saying we weren't going back. I also know that Skillsoft went completely remote then too. So it was almost like all at once. It, it was like a switch of a, like a light switch just going off. Like everybody just went home and was quarantining. But I was so nervous at that time too, because I had only had that one interview. So I didn't know like what to expect with like the difference of March and May with where that would leave the internship. And I mean, obviously I was relieved. I had some virtual online meetings with the director, Allison, of the um, interns. And it was a great like meeting and everything, but it was like definitely challenging at first to see like being in person, like getting to go to the Boston office once and then completely switching to online and then ultimately still not being able to have met like a lot of people like myself and the interns. We've been talking since May and we haven't met in person, which is so crazy too. It is crazy. It's crazy to think about that. And, you know, I think if, if there's only if there's one piece of if, if there's one good element out of this, it's that you're not alone. We were all learning at the same time, too. So this wasn't just an internship challenge. This was an entire corporate challenge. And so um, I think for you, again, I kind of go back to everything should be viewed as a learning experience. Oh, my gosh, was this an amazing learning experience for us all? <laughs> Um, you know, Gianna, let's go back to you next, because again, you started a little bit sooner, uh, maybe had a little bit more under your belt, but I'd be interested to see, you know, that, that shift once we knew that the pandemic was going to disrupt business as usual, how did that change the way that you approached your internship or, or the role that you had to play here? Yeah. So, um, my experience was similar to Amanda's, but I, um, started, a bit earlier, so I was more right in the start of everything, going crazy. Um, So I was on spring break when um, my school announced that we weren't going back in person. 
Um, at first, they extended our spring break by a week, but I think that was kind of just to give them a little bit more wiggle room to decide what they were going to sure. do. Um, so when I found out, I packed up my apartment pretty much and went home. Um, but I, before spring break, had an interview with Skillsoft um, in the Boston office. So I got to go to the office, um, meet my uh, manager, and have a formal interview before, you know, we had our handshake and it wasn't, it was too early to know that things were going to just be completely derailed. Um, so I got home from my spring break, a little trip that I did, um, and I found out that I uh, was offered the position. So I, of course, accepted, and um, I actually went back to the Boston office to meet with my manager again to get my laptop. And I was there for three hours. We uh, went through a lot of the different things on my laptop, how to use them, um, some different onboarding stuff. And then that was it. And I didn't go back. And we were actually the literal last people in the Boston office um, since March. So it was definitely crazy. Um, but it, I'm glad that I was able to get there and to actually meet my manager in person, even though it was only for a couple hours. Um, so I definitely started off a little bit differently, but at the end of the day, my first real shift was at home in New Hampshire on my couch in the kitchen. Like, you know, it was it was not anything sort of traditional for your internship experience. So, and it, you know, it's interesting because Beth and Samantha, Sam, you, you guys, I've never been to one of our offices, have you? Oh, wow. So, no, no. So Beth, let's let's come back to you because I think that your experience will then be a little bit different. And Sam, I know yours is vastly different. So let's go back to you, Beth, in terms of, you know, you get the position and you're in the pandemic. What was most concerning to you? And then what what did you figure out was easy to do or easier than you thought? You know, even being in this virtual environment. Oh, Michelle, I actually like to backtrack. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, mm -hmm. I was approached by a recruiter about Skillsoft and the position being open. Um, at the time, I was very unsure because, again, most companies were canceling their internships. So I met with this recruiter. We had an online interview. And next thing I know, things were progressing very quickly. And then I had a second interview with my manager and I had gotten the position without even really thinking that I would um, have gotten the internship. Um, and the next thing I know, I was back home in New Jersey uh, <laughs> after <laughs> leaving my restaurant job, leaving my college campus, everything left behind and managing online schedule for school and skill stop at the same time. And it was very hard to adapt because my schedule changed drastically. Um, as we know, the restaurant industry has been really hit hard by the pandemic. And before I was hostessing, so I was working at nights and doing classes in the morning. Everything shifted as soon as things went online. So I was doing school online in the afternoons and then doing my internships in the morning. So that was kind of different for me. No, and that, you know, I, I imagine that a lot of our worlds sort of got upended because now we're having to adjust not only when and how we work, but also the type of work we do. Particularly, as you said, you were working in the service industry and then that went completely dark for a period of time. Um, 
Sam, I want to turn to you because, as you mentioned before, your newest intern, um, you you came in. We we've known a lot. We we recognize. By the way, for those of uh, you listening, we've just announced that we're not planning to send people back to the office until the April timeframe at the earliest. Um, you know, hopefully there is a vaccine ahead of that. And hopefully we will be able, maybe we'll be able to move that up a little bit, but even still, um, it's not going to be anytime soon. So for you, uh, how did your fellow interns kind of smooth the transition for you? What really helped you make this transition in a way that has allowed you to really be productive from the outset? Yeah. So, um, I think coming in uh, late September, uh, I was, you know, when I was approached by uh, by the recruiter, I was like, uh, this is a great opportunity. However, I have no idea how I'm going to make this work because I will be <laughs> hybrid. Um, so that means, you know, it's not just, you know, being in classes in Boston, it's driving from Southern New Hampshire to Boston. So my hours are going to be whack. If y'all are okay with that, then that's fine. Um, but I have no idea how it's going to work. And so it took a while for me to, I I even said, Hey, give me a couple of weeks to figure out my schedule. And, um, and that was, that was really good for me. Um, I think the other interns have been awesome in that, like, we, you know, we just had like a coffee break on Friday and we were just talking about how, some professors are understanding and some aren't. And we were just, you know, um, being able to commiserate with each other and laugh about how crazy this whole situation is. I mean, we're all like, you know, 21, 22, like this is not how we expected our young adulthood to go. I, do you know how excited I was to be of drinking age in Boston for St. Patrick's day and then just have that be just (laughs) noped right out of, you know, existence. Um, you know, obviously I was going to party responsibly. I'm a theater kid. So we were all just going to, you know, be crazy and and stuff. But um, I think the other interns have been really helpful in just being like, yeah, like this is not normal and it's okay to, you know, talk about how not normal it is in blog posts and and just conversations. And um, so it's been really helpful. And also, you know, with the whole onboarding thing um, during a pandemic and not seeing anyone, they've been helpful where I've been like, wait, which, which person is this? Because I have never seen any of these people. I'm bad with names as it is. And remembering who everyone is, is very hard. So it's, it's easier to say, Hey, Beth, um, this, this person who we talked to the other day, remind me who he is, what he does. And then I'm going to make a little note and it'll be good. So. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm so glad you guys have each other to be really candid. And you know, Sam, you, you've raised something that I, I realized because I've got a 17 year old daughter. She's a senior in high school. So I know how important the milestones are, the ones that we're missing, right? I have heard about that there's no homecoming. I've heard getting an SAT is impossible. I have heard that this year is going to be the worst of my life because I'm a senior. And and so I think, but your point is one that's well taken because for so many people, particularly young people who are either entering the workforce for the first time or are graduating, or so much, those milestones which are so important in our lives and that we remember are going to be felt and seen differently this year. And so the question is, how do we make them as special as possible knowing that it's going to be different? 
And so, so thank you for highlighting that. Cause I think it's an important thing for us to remember because even as organizations, these are things, maybe, maybe not the drinking, but the other, the other milestones, I think we can acknowledge in some way, um, to make it as meaningful and special for you as possible. Um, so, you know, actually what I want to do, because this is about you and not about me. So I'm going to ask a question and then I'm going to ask Beth to take over for a little bit. Beth has been a rock star on this podcast, and I'm so excited that she's here with us. Beth, you're graduating in December. Um, I know that you've learned quite a bit here, whether it's new skills, um, some valuable lessons when building relationships. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've learned from this internship? And then I'd like you to go ahead and take over and maybe ask that of the rest of our guests. Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, some of the biggest things I've learned um, from my internship at Skillsoft is having the ability to operationalize processes. Um, that's the number one thing that I learned for this podcast, um, kind of jumping in onto the project and managing several key moving parts, being able to be like, okay, this will get done at this time and having a process listed out for each episode has been immensely helpful and you can apply that to any project. Um, and for me, it's been really cool as a communication studies major to witness a rebranding of a company from the back end and see the like the different things that Skillsoft went through to kind of emerge as a different, you know, company with a new voice and a new look and a different perspective. So that's been incredible. Um, but that's my experience and it differs for all of us from the challenges we face, the opportunities we cover. I'd love to know from the group what are some of the most important things each of you have learned as interns at Skillsoft? And I'll start with you, Amanda, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. So I have learned so much throughout my time at Skillsoft. It's been like probably one of the best experiences. But I think the biggest like two components is first time management and also kind of like building relationships and like kind of how important that is and different during a pandemic of not being able to actually meet each other and just kind of taking the t little moments that you can at like the start of the meeting or the end just to almost get to know somebody or even just ask like how they're doing or like how their weekend was. Um, with time management, being the digital marketing aspect of the company, I never realized how like far in advance these different like campaigns and like events are being planned out. Like I remember in the summer we were planning stuff for December which I was just shocked about. So it's just kind of managing like what tasks you need to prioritize and how um, to just stay organized with, I've been helping run the organic social as well. So trying to keep everything in like with the different naming conventions and learning about what um, is going to take me longer or what's going to not take as long and kind of also, I think asking for help when you need it, because that was definitely something in the beginning that was not, it's, I feel like everybody doesn't always want to have to ask for help, but it's so important. And then you, I learned so much more just from asking, which I think has been helped me get to the point I am of like how I can manage the different tasks and kind of do, I think, like a decent job with them. Samantha, I'd also love to hear from you. You know, you've been here for uh, over a month or so. So, what are some of the things that you've learned? Um, I think, yeah, kind of what Amanda said with, with time management, like I, you know, said before, like 
figuring out when I'm going to get my work done um, between renting a space on campus and and being here and going to Panera and whatever else. Um, That's been really huge. I think too, um, I've never worked in, in in the other internship I had, uh, it was very uh, loosey goosey, I guess the structure. And that was fine because, you know, I was, uh, I interned at NHPR. And so we were just putting together stories and it'd be like, Oh, whoever wants to, you know, come in and help me edit this piece, you know, come in and whatever. And um, within Skillsoft, the organization's structure is just um, more clear about who groups are and and who's doing what. And so um, getting used to that organizational structure was was good for me. Um, You know, something new I hadn't experienced before. So learning to work within a bunch of different small teams um, and reporting to uh, a singular manager and things like that uh, are definitely different. Um, And then, uh, again, not being afraid to ask questions because I'm definitely one of those people who's like, I will figure it out and I don't need anybody else. Um, And so being not afraid to ask questions has been good. For me. Thank you so much. Yeah, I completely hear you out, Samantha. And Gianna, since you've been here the longest, I'm pretty sure that you have so many things that you've learned <laughs> during your time here at Skillsoft. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've learned so many just soft skills like time management. Um, but I think I've learned a lot more hard skills too um, that I didn't even know existed or that I didn't think that I'd be interested in. Um, so right off the top of my head, agile framework and methodology is definitely one of the biggest things that I've learned. And along with that, um, how to be a scrum master, like we kind of mentioned earlier. Um, those were things that I didn't even know existed before I came to Skillsoft. And now I kind of have that in my back pocket, which is really awesome. Um, the other thing that I think is huge that I have learned here too is data analysis. Um, I've done a lot of different projects analyzing some survey data and stuff like that. Um, and then I put it right into Excel, made pivot tables. Um, Beth and I did some work with that. Um, and that's stuff that I originally thought that I would absolutely hate, but I actually found that it was really interesting and it was so cool to put this data into these visual, visual tables and see what we could pull from them. Um, so those are definitely the biggest things that I've taken away at Skillsoft so far. Wonderful. I, you know, I think that this is so interesting for me to listen to your experiences because there are things, frankly, that I take for granted. And it's amazing. I mean, we've been spending so much time just getting to know each other. Um, I want to, I want to skip to a question. And then if we have time, we're going to come back to, to maybe one or two that um, I know I would love to ask, but my gosh, our time is, is running short already. Now, You are all amazing storytellers, and it's very clear that you are in marketing and communications. And, um, you know, I think that it's it's exciting to see how you've been able to navigate these uncertain times. But I imagine, too, that there have been people in your work life and in your personal life who have made a tangible and valuable impression on you. So what I want to know is, do you have a mentor or a role model that you look up for uh, you, that you look up to for guidance? And I'd love to hear. And by the way, this is not necessarily professional. There could be somebody outside of the organization. I'd love to know what advice was imparted um, to you that maybe shifted your perspective, inspired you to grow, or just helped you through a challenging 
period of time. And so um, I'm going to move, I'm going to switch things up just a little bit. Um, Sam, why don't we start with you? I think the biggest help for, um, for just, you know, how to have a, a good work ethic while being remote has been my dad, actually. Um, he's worked from home for the last, I think, eight or nine years. Um, So his office is right next to my bedroom. Um, He's a (laughs) consultant. Yeah. Uh, He's a consultant for um, a company that does customs brokerage. So, you know, all this data for stuff coming in and going out and and all that. Um, And he's always managed to, um, I feel like he's definitely the person who's always there for his coworkers. It is just um, super, you know, eager to share whatever Um, I you know, would be in my room and I would hear him doing trainings with different people. Um, and so to see him be so willing to share what he knows um, with anybody who comes to ask, I think is a really big thing. And I want to learn as much as I can so I can eventually be that person. Because um, right now I feel like I'm very much on the on the learning side, but eventually I want to be able to um, help the next intern or, um, you know, just people in life as, as time goes on. So I think that's the biggest one for me. You know, I love that, you know, because it is about paying it forward, right? When you are a mentee, ultimately, you're going to learn some great skills that you are going to be able to use as you mentor others. And by the way, there's nothing that says that you can't be mentoring that next generation, even as we speak. Um, Beth, let's turn to you. I'd love for you to answer that question as well. What, you know, who in who in your life is has kind of shaped who you are and, and, and your work ethic. So we've been partnered with um, mentors at Skillsoft, but I've also had mentors outside of Skillsoft. And I think the most important thing that my mentors across the board have imparted on me is knowing my value and my worth and being able to speak up. Um, I know that when I first started applying to internships or when I was going into college, I was very unsure of myself. I was always unsure of myself since the very beginning as a little girl. Um, But having my mentors kind of be like, you are so, so smart. You're so capable. Why don't you believe that you qualify for this position? And I didn't have the answer for them. They're like, exactly. You don't have an answer. You are so, so important. So why don't you step up, use your voice and let other people know what's going on? I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So that's been really instrumental in helping me build my confidence in the workplace. And um, just throughout my time at um, Skillsoft, I've had such a great mentor help me with day-to-day problems. Um, Being able to communicate appropriately and effectively in a workplace has been huge in learning that stuff. So that's what I've learned from my mentors. Great. Gianna, how about you? Yeah. So I, um, like everyone else, I have a few mentors outside of the organization. Um, one of my, I guess you could call him a mentor, one of my professors at Simmons, he's like my favorite man ever. He he just, um, anytime you doubt yourself, you send him an email, he'll reply in 10 minutes being like, you're ridiculous. You, you need to stop. Um, so throughout college, like trying to apply to internships, um, I always update him. I always tell him exactly what's going on. Like, oh, I have this, I have a second interview, like, and he'll be like, don't worry, you'll crush it. So having him in my back pocket, um, especially while I've been away at school, is just, it's its almost like he's like a, a grandpa that's like, oh, he's got your back at school. And it's, it's comforting to have him for sure for that. Um, but like Beth said, we were um, assigned mentors, which was one of the best things I think Skillsoft could have done for us um, because 
like everyone has said, we didn't know anyone. We hadn't met anyone in person. And while it was a little nerve wracking to just be in this one-on-one meeting with this absolute stranger at first, (laughs) uh, my mentor quickly became a very um, good friend in the team. Um, And I ended up always kind of coming into our meetings like, oh my gosh, I have so much on my plate. Like, how do I balance this? And I have school and all of this. And she um, always was just like, you know what? Your time is valuable. You block your time on your calendar. You figure it out. If you can't do something, you tell people. Um, So it was just little things like that, that um, if I was in a panic or I wasn't sure, she was always right there to help me. Um, And even if I was taking on something new that I didn't know, she was like, well, schedule time. I'll walk you through it. Um, So having that mentor as well was just huge for me for this experience. And by the way, Gianna, that doesn't change. Um, You know, even as you get older or I'll say more mature um, in your career and you have an opportunity to do more, that mentor, I have a mentor. um, That mentor is still critical. I just talked to her a month ago because I was unsure of something and I needed, like you said, I needed that reassurance. I needed the reminder, which we shouldn't need. We should all be really, really, really confident, but we know that we're not always in the moment. And so I think that this this idea of having a mentor throughout your career, please always go find, go seek out somebody who is going to add value because you will always, always benefit from it. Amanda, Tell us about your mentor experience. Uh, So I think that ultimately I get like, I've gotten my work ethic and kind of that stuff from my parents and being my outside kind of mentors with everything. But at Skillsoft, I was assigned a mentor. And then throughout my time, I think that there's been people that have really kind of like stepped up to help me or like to give me guidance in different situations. My manager right now, um, Nicole, she has been, Nicole Longo. She's one of the digital campaign managers. She's been somebody that I've always been able to turn to like for advice or help with projects and really helped, especially in the beginning, navigate, help me navigate of what we were doing and like how I could learn from it. And I think one of the best parts too was she's always let me kind of take if there was something I was interested in, she always encouraged me to like go for it. For example, I was really interested in coding and kind of understanding that, but I'm a marketing major. I have no idea about coding or anything, but she was like, you should just take like, do research, try to learn it. Like she would sit down with me and like go over everything. So I think of being able to have somebody that is always encouraging to try something else, even if you don't have like I didn't have a lot of experience in it and now I can sit down and like kind of understand different code on the website. So that's something I really appreciated because if she didn't encourage me to go for it, I probably wouldn't have. Well, and I'm glad she did. And just remember, we have Percipio courses on coding if you want to go a little bit deeper. (laughs) Um, Beth, I know that there's one final question before I ask my famous question that I ask all podcast guests. I know that there is one final question that you wanted to ask of your fellow interns. So why don't you take it away? Thank you, Michelle. Um, So I think we all highlighted in our answers the importance of having a mentor in terms of that person helping you determine your value and reaching your full potential. I know that my mentor has certainly helped me build my confidence. um, And I really struggled with imposter syndrome at the beginning of my internship. And I think imposter syndrome is something that a lot of people wrestle with daily. For those who may not be familiar with the term, 
Imposter syndrome is defined as a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear as being exposed as a fraud. And often it couldn't be further from the truth. So regardless of accomplishments and seniority, I think we all struggle with imposter syndrome. So I'll raise the question for the group. Can you please share your thoughts and experiences dealing with imposter syndrome and what it was your ways of quieting that inner doubt? So I think that coming to Skillsoft, especially I like in with the pandemic, there was definitely a lot of doubt and like nerves in the beginning because like obviously nobody in the world knew what to expect, but I also didn't want to I wanted to like be starting my career and learn a lot. And I was nervous about like the pandemic and what that would mean. Cause I obviously nobody really had any idea, but I having a mentor that really encouraged me to like take my best shot at every single project and always like kind of the reminder and meeting with people like on a weekly basis that would just like encourage you to get out of your comfort zone and definitely try to have a conversation or like meet with people that you wouldn't expect really help take away that kind of doubt for me throughout my kind of internship experience. Obviously it's the doubt is still there. I think everybody gets it, but I think the people at Skillsoft have been really great, like helping get through that. And one of my favorite things that Skillsoft does is we have a thankful Thursday. So I've, and we kind of, everybody will say in our team's channel, like, Oh, this week, I'm thankful for like this person because of like all this work they did on the project. And I think just one, seeing a company that actually like appreciates what everybody's doing and just taking the time once a week to say it has like helped me see too that they're at this organization, like they don't want anybody to ever have doubt and always encourages you to do the best that you can. I'm so sorry. So I'm not sure if we want to ask the imposter syndrome question or the resiliency question. I'm not sure which two questions kind of leave something bigger for our audience. And I realize, like, you know, that's okay. I think we can combine them. I think it's a great opportunity because when we really think about imposter syndrome, and I think this is a really great discussion, Beth, when we think about imposter syndrome, um, and, and I hate to say this, I, I, I think that this is something that women feel. Um, more notably than men. It just, I think it just is. And, and um, you know, I, I wonder if, if in thinking about how to become more resilient, we can start to overcome things like imposter syndrome, which by the way, again, doesn't matter where you are in your career, you are always going to feel that sense of, am I good enough? Do I know enough? Can I actually do this? And will people respond to me, right? That's part of what imposter syndrome is. Um, but it's about having that resilience and being able to say, yes, I can. And if I can, I'm going to go learn it. I'm going to try my hardest. But I'm also going to be really, I'm going to let people know this is where I am. This is what I'm capable of doing so that I don't feel like that imposter. But instead, I am very um, confident, number one, in who I am. And number two, that if I don't know what I'm doing right now, I will get there. Right. And so I think that's one of the ways in which we can combat it. Gianna, I don't know if you have any tips, but Beth, that might be a really great way for us to sort of handle, you know, let's combine both. So do we want to move to Gianna? Yeah. So um, kind of like you mentioned, um, I struggled with it uh, when the internship started. I kind of struggle with it whenever I have a new role or I'm taking on new responsibilities or working with new people. Um, but I have kind of developed some tactics that I find help me personally. Um, so one thing that I always do is 
I take notes all the time um, to make sure that I'm absorbing everything I possibly can. And I'm also constantly trying to learn and improve so I can find, if I ever feel doubtful, I can go back and um, show myself like, you don't have to be doubtful. Like you have all of the things that you need to be successful. So when I became a scrum master, I went right to Precipio. I took like four different courses, earned some badges and I felt confident. Um, and I kind of went overboard with Percipio. I have like 40 something badges. I like just, <laughs> I Good love for it. You. Um, yeah, it's, I've like completed so many different Aspire journeys. It's just fun to me. Like I, I love learning. And so now if I ever feel doubtful, I go back to my Percipio badges. I listen to feedback on recent projects. I look at my notes. I, um, so I have all of these things built up for myself that if I have a new assignment or I'm working with new people, like I have this stuff I can refer back to and know that I have every right to be there. I have every right to be doing this project. And I was asked for a reason to be doing that. Gianna, I think that's great that you've used learning resources as a way to combat your um, imposter syndrome and building that resiliency and like, well, I learned it. So now I can practice it and I am qualified because of that. That's a great learning process right there. And Samantha, um, would love to hear how do you deal with imposter syndrome on a daily basis? And, you know, you have a journalistic background and now you're in a corporate marketing like realm. Like, how do you deal? Uh, so, yeah, I think that's 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 the source of my um, that's the source of my imposter syndrome here, for sure, because I'm very much like this is not what I'm going to school for. What's going on? You know, and I I could. And I think I did, especially the first couple of weeks, really get frozen up by that. And it really affected my productivity um, and things like that. And at, at this point, what's helping me um, is just, you know, being really, really open and being like, listen, I have no idea what I'm doing in this particular instance. And but I really, really want to. Um, and so I'm just going to have to push through any feelings of uncomfortableness and recognize that, you know, I wouldn't be here if the recruiter hadn't reached out to me. Like somebody saw something. I don't know exactly what it is, um, but there's a reason that I'm here right now. And so um, that's definitely been been good for me. I think too, what Wasel said that that women definitely struggle with it more. Um, this This whole patriarchal system, I think that that we have is just conditioned women to always feel like we have to be fighting for it um, for whatever successes we have, but then also like underplay it when we have successes too. And so I think Gianna, like writing down like stuff that you've accomplished is so cool. And like, I definitely want to start doing that um, because I know I don't celebrate my victories enough. And so um, that's a really great idea. And I just learned something from you. So. I think that's wonderful. And, you know, I, I have learned something from listening to all of you. First of all, I don't think we could have um, picked a more amazing intern class than the one that we have. And I'm so grateful that all of you have joined us. You bring different skills. You bring 
uh, different backgrounds, you bring different perspectives, and we need that here, right? We don't grow as an organization if we're not constantly cultivating and finding new talent and then helping you get the skills you need. And then also finding opportunities for you in this organization. Sam, I think you and I have talked about the fact that we actually have an entire content production team, probably something that's a little closer to what you know how to do. And so, yes, you might want to stay in marketing, but you may also want to take a look at what we're doing in content production. And the same thing, um, Amanda, your interest in coding, there may be an opportunity for you to take a, do a stint in product development. And I think all of this is absolutely fantastic. And Gianna, I'm so proud of you for the number of digital badges. Petula Crisimalis, if you didn't just hear that this was the biggest commercial for digital badging, I couldn't be more proud. And Beth, for co-hosting this and taking such ownership of this podcast, we're going to go into our final question, which is we're going to we're going to make it an express round, okay? Because because we are running short of time, but it is my favorite question, or it's actually a three part question that I love to ask. Um, and this conversation has just been tremendous. Okay, so pandemic, we have looked at things differently. Maybe we have been. Um, a little more patient, maybe not. Uh, we've shifted our perspective. Maybe we've taken up a new hobby. I have, as I mentioned, I drive up to Franklin, New Hampshire to go get donuts once a week. Crazy. Um, but I've asked several of my guests this question and the responses have been fascinating. And so now I'm going to hear from you. We're going to start with my co-host, Best. Beth, this is a three-parter. What have you started doing since the onset of the pandemic? What have you stopped doing and are so grateful you don't have to do anymore? And then as we continue to move forward in this pandemic era, what is something that you are going to take with you when all of this is maybe reached a, a different or defining point after we've evolved? So it's start, stop, and continue. Beth, let's start with you. I'm so ready. I love this question. <laughs> what, I started, <laughs> what I started doing this during the pandemic was making dinner. Um, for myself. I love cooking. I never had the time before. So when I make dinner, it is my me time for that hour. Uh, what I stopped doing um, is, I guess, talking to people that I didn't really have a real connection with. Time is short and friendships are really important. So if you're going to spend an hour or two talking to someone, talk to someone that you really care about, you know, not just a five minute, you know, oh, I guess I'll say hi to them because so-and-so is friend with them be friends with who you really care about. Stop wasting time chit-chatting uh, with acquaintances. And something that I hope to continue after, you know, we've reached a certain level with this pandemic and are beyond the new normal is I'm going to really start taking care of my physical and um, my physical health and my mental health as well. I think during this pandemic, a lot of people have been able to reflect and seen that they haven't been taking care of themselves as much as they should have. So hopefully I'll be able to, you know, start running, um, taking time to talk to a therapist and getting really in tune with my health, which is super important. I love that. I love that. Take care of yourself. I think it is absolutely critical. Gianna, your turn. Start, stop, continue. Um, so I started doing yoga a lot more and it is huge for me. Um, it helps with literally every aspect of my life. It's actually a harder workout than a lot of people think. Um, it also helps with anxiety, um, breathing. It's just overall fantastic, and I love it. Um, and I've also 
um, moved home from Boston. So I went from three uh, roommates my age to two roommates my parents. Um, So (laughs) I have spent a lot more time with them. And um, I think this is kind of a two-parter with a stop and start. Um, I've stopped thinking it's like lame to stay in with your parents. And I love doing it now. Um, So I definitely post-pandemic... Um, I'm going to take that with me. Like, I love making dinner for them when they get home from work and we have a meal and we have a glass of wine and we watch TV together. Like, it's the cheesiest thing, but I have such a greater appreciation for it now than I ever did before, especially since um, once I graduate, it may not be like that anymore. So it's definitely a nice thing to have right before I graduate to have that reminder in my head going forward. I love that. And as a mom who's got a senior who's going to be going off to college, I can feel that. I hope she feels the same way. Gianna, give her a lesson or two. Amanda, Amanda, start, stop, continue. All right. So I, one of the biggest things I kind of stopped doing during the pandemic, which I was so glad I did, I stopped spending as much time on my social media because I would always be one of those people that would just like scroll through Instagram or other platforms just for like probably hours and I stopped doing that as much. Um, I What I started doing instead was running more. Um, and I appreciated more of the time that I got to spend with my family being just quarantined with them. And I also started reading more. Like I, At the time I spent on social media, I replaced with doing other like positive things that kind of like you were saying, Beth, like it's good for your mental health, like your physical health. And what I'm going to continue is I have had a new appreciation for going on long walks. So especially when I came back to school, I'm in an apartment with my friends. We spend more time like going like once a day, we'll go out for a walk all together and leave our phones. And just that's something we never have done in the last four, like three years since we've been together. So you definitely have gotten closer and like you appreciate the time more. So I'll definitely continue to do that. That's great. I really like that. This idea of, you know, maybe getting outside more too, which I think is so important. Sam, how about you? Okay, I'll be as quick as I can. Um, so I started, I co-founded a Black Lives Matter chapter during the pandemic, which is something I would not have done at all had I still been in Boston because this chapter is in New Hampshire. And so that was, you know, a major thing um, to do. Like, that just, yeah, wouldn't have happened without the pandemic. Um I stopped having such bad sleeping habits. Um, that was something that, you know, I was in a micro apartment um, by myself without a roommate, which meant I could stay up as late as I wanted and, and watch as much TV as I wanted. And and it didn't really matter because I could plan, you know, getting enough sleep so I wouldn't be a zombie during my classes. But then I would come back and nap and it was just not a good structure. Now it's like I have to be in bed actively trying to go to sleep by 1130. Um, and I, you know, I have white noise on my Google home and it's, it's, it's great. Um, so I feel like that's been so much better for my mental health and, um, just my physical health in general, um, during this whole thing. Um, something I want to continue doing, um, after the pandemic, um, my best friends from high school live 15 minutes away from me, um, but one of them is a nurse. So we were being super, super careful, um, what with COVID. So we started doing a thing where, um, two or three times a month, we'd meet up at a park and we'd sit in a triangle, like six feet apart and just talk, um, which is something we hadn't been able to do for a while since I was away and everybody was working and, and we were just 
varying different schedules. And so our schedules are still hard, um, but that's something that we did. We really made an effort because we knew there was going to be no other way we could hang out. Um, and so being able to do that with them has been really, really awesome. Um, and definitely a way to keep building our friendship since we've been friends since like eighth grade. So I love that. Okay. So here's a fun fact. I don't even know if Sam knows this, but, but maybe she does. This is a fun fact. So, um, Sam founded, co-founded the Black Lives Matter movement in Nashua, New Hampshire. And I went to a Black Lives Matter vigil that was set up after George Floyd was killed. And I happened to be sitting there listening and I heard this woman get up and speak and she was so poised and so remarkable. And I took down her name at that moment and I said, I don't know who she is. I don't know what she does. But I need to learn more about her. And so I said, Bree, our recruiter, could you reach out to this woman and just find out? Because I have just, I was so impressed, not only with the vigil itself, which was set up so, it was just an amazing, amazing experience, especially in Nashua, New Hampshire. But to hear Samantha speak um, blew me away. And so I'm so grateful that she joined us and I'm so grateful I had that opportunity. But this is just a lesson to you all. You never know who's listening and you never know how you're going to find your next internship. So, Sam, I don't even know if you knew that. I Bree mentioned that you she was like, our CEO came to something and saw you speak, but I never knew which one it was. So I've been wondering this whole time. <laughs> so that was really cool. Well, ladies, I have to tell you, um, this has been such an incredible conversation. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for joining Skillsoft. Thank you for being our interns. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to this in every episode as we unleash our edge together. And on behalf of the entire Skillsoft team, we encourage you to keep learning, keep growing. And if you have an intern on your team, virtual or otherwise, reach out, share your time and experience. And who knows, one day that intern could be the future leader to whom you turn for advice and guidance. I am Michelle BB. This is The Edge. Be well. Be well.